Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome back to Every Version Ever. Today's episode, like most episodes this season, is pretty obscure. This one is called Peter and the Wolf, a Prokofiev Fantasy. There's another version with puppets, and there will be quite a few of those. This one is a British production produced by the BBC, not ITV like I will mistakenly say later in the episode. And the puppets in this version are created by a group called Spitting Image. And they're supposed to be caricatures of real people, hence the name Spitting Image. Joining me for this one again is my cousin Sarah. I thought this one looked like a great one to watch with her. It had cute puppets, great music, creative set design. But I'd only watched some clips from the beginning. <laughs> Unbeknownst to us, halfway through, this version goes off the rails. Either spectacularly or horrifically, depending on your point of view. Peter the Wolf, a Prokofiev fantasy. Was it ever? <laughs> I, I had no idea what this was. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All I knew was that it was puppets and sting. Which and is it looked pretty good. And it, then it was. Got weird. It was. I was on board for about twenty minutes. <laughs> I think it was minute twenty-three when all the the weirdness started happening. I was I if you cut this off like maybe as the hunters are leading the wolf away, I would still feel like there wasn't enough resolution, but I would be relatively okay with it. Yeah. That's I mean, that's about where a lot of Peter and the Wolf versions end anyway. Because you don't you don't usually get to the zoo, even though they say they're going to take them to the zoo. I'm probably going to be... I'm, I'll, I'll try not to be unreasonably negative. Because... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I say that the first part of this is worthwhile. Yeah. You just need to quit before you are really fatigued. <laughs> and if you like things that turn really bizarre and completely incomprehensible, then keep watching the whole thing. And subscribe, because that's going to be a lot of this content. <laughs> yeah, so this started out pretty straightforward. It was like... It was like all these puppet people. Um, the, the company is called the Spitting Image Workshop. They make puppets that are supposed to look like real people. Yes, which if the person wasn't good looking to begin with and then they're making an exaggerated version, <laughs> it's questionable how helpful that is. Yes, these were all... So, I don't want to say realistic, but they were caricatures of real people. And right away, almost right away, you start getting the idea without even being told that this is a British production because there are British looking puppets. <laughs> well, I read someone online, like some a short review said that the people in the one balcony were supposed to be the royal family. Oh, really? <laughs> well, they looked very British. <laughs> but yeah, there's all these strange people puppets, some of which are puppets and some of which are people wearing masks to look like puppets. If they were in the orchestra. Yes, especially those. The thing is, they had a really good thing going. Because mm -hmm. I didn't mind the double costume thing. I didn't mind Sting explaining all the different instruments or mm -hmm. even narrating. 
I actually really liked that they had Sting as a puppet <laughs> with his cat little, puppet thing. Little creature. <laughs> yeah. No, they started out with a lot of creativity. The humor was pretty good. Yeah, there was there was a lot of humor in the first part because at the very beginning there's no narration. It's just you see backstage of getting ready to put on this play. And that kind of went on a little bit, but then you start to get the idea of what's going mm-hmm. on, and it's okay. Although now, looking back, there was some things that I was confused by in that first scene, because you had some weird things, like there's a puppet that's obviously going to be the grandpa, and then a real person comes in and pays the puppet, and then the puppet leaves and goes to a bar with the money. <laughs> so oh, okay. Like... You picked up on something that I didn't... So it's like the person playing the grandpa paid off a puppet so that he would leave and he could take the part. And then the conductor at the beginning was a human, but then there was like these three conductor puppets that were all fighting But for they the even spot. showed up later. And then the human magically turned into a puppet. And then he turned back later. Yeah, they just kind of did what they wanted. <laughs> yes. Which I didn't have a big problem with that. I, I think the alcoholic duck is a slightly <laughs> questionable choice for children. The one hiccup was funny, though. <laughs> and the, the backstage guys trying to toss him up on the stage so that he would stay up there. <laughs> go get him from the bar or her, whatever. <laughs> Actually, it was a him because that was, if you want to be a weird know-it-all person that was a male mallard (laughs) oh yes i wasn't even thinking about that but you are right yes (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah the duck was probably the most no i shouldn't say the duck was the most humorous because the cat was also quite funny (laughs) she was like an evening dress with pearls and being carried in on a pillow (laughs) and yeah the cat was a good character and, and when her, she made her, like, official debut in the play, like, as part of the play, not backstage, she's, like, looking around with opera glasses. Which was very cute. <laughs> and her human counterpart playing the instrument for yeah. her part, that costume was good, too. Yeah. Like, the every, mask was good. Yeah, every, every character had a human counterpart playing an instrument, but they were also dressed like the characters, which I thought was a creative touch. And yeah. I liked that they kind of got in on the story because... You had the scene with, I think it was, it was the wolf chasing the duck, and you had the guy playing the wolf instrument chasing the guy playing the duck instrument. Like, they did different nods to the story. Like, they were doubly acting it out. Mm-hmm. And it was fine. And I liked the wolf costume, too. Like, the person's the, playing the... What did, what did you think of the wolf puppet? Like... Because <laughs> I know you have thoughts on wolves, wolves portrayals in media it was pretty good it really did remind me of our cat george with the color (laughs) of the fur and the little frowny face um it was it was it was okay okay it was kind of ugly but not in in an offensively not not like in a i mean it was a puppet you know (laughs) it wasn't like the most majestic beautiful wolf puppet it was more like a sesame street (laughs) To, yeah, this, kind but of. maybe angrier. Maybe yeah, I don't kind know. Of a, a mean Sesame Street. I don't know. Version. Not that they wouldn't make something frowny looking. That's true. They do have a big bad wolf puppet on Sesame Street, and he's very frowny. So he's also purple. Oh, okay. Because, <laughs> um, 
Now, when the little bird was different than I expected, it was just sort of a little pale green thing. and It kind of reminded me of a parrot almost, but not a parrot. Like a parrot color, but it wasn't a parrot. And this is... They downplay the danger of the wolf. Like, boys like Peter aren't afraid of wolves, and he's just kind of disrespectful and... Like, the grandpa could really, like, Peter kind of deserves whatever he's getting, (laughs) but he doesn't get it because it's Peter and the wolf. Yes, the grandpa and Peter are both played by humans. And one little touch that I liked with Peter, did you notice his hat? No. It was a folded paper hat. Oh, yeah. But it was the sheet music of Peter and the wolf. Oh, nice. I noticed the wolf catching kit on the bag. (laughs) Yes. I also liked the scene when the wolf comes in and the cat doesn't notice and she's just filing her nails. (laughs) Yes, that was very cute. There was also a weird recurring theme with the Marx Brothers in this. Yeah, like, were these puppets left over and they were like, this would be fun to have them be the hunters. Yeah, I don't know. But you also had the bird dressed up as Groucho Marx at one point, too. I think... Complete with a cigar. Really? I think it was supposed to be like a disguise from the wolf <laughs> probably it was just kind of weird that the marx brothers kept coming back they why were, not the, the one was extra creepy <laughs> it, it looked yeah you don't the insane. one that i the one that i was like you don't want to meet that in the dark yeah really yeah. i bet they were left over from something else and they just thought it would be fun it could have been yeah i mean because it is a, it is a specific troop so maybe they did have maybe at one time they did make some Marx Brothers puppets and we're like, let's just use these. I bet. And it worked. Yeah. It was odd, but it worked. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the the basic main story. Like, that's Peter and the Wolf. And then well, you get... Well, but you... We didn't get into the circus. <laughs> well, that's what I meant. We're transitioning into where they started changing okay. things. Although I will say, one thing we did miss was that the, when the duck got eaten... There was a scene inside the wolf's stomach. Yeah, and there was more than one like that. It was bizarre, but kind of hilarious. <laughs> but also there was, it looked like maybe Frankenstein inside there. And if it wasn't Frankenstein, then the wolf probably ate somebody. So this And it was digesting was like it, and, and the duck is like, or in its little duck noise. Yeah, the duck also sounded a little bit like Donald Duck. Yes. So, it's American meets British meets Eastern European. It's just an amalgamation of things. Which, if you had no context, if you're from a completely different country, I mean, you would get some of it anyway. (laughs) Well, I mean, half of this, I don't think there's any context that could be provided that would help. (laughs) <laughs> what we're going to Yeah, get into. that's another thing. <laughs> but yes, there's this whole scene with them actually going into a circus. Yeah, because they changed it from a zoo to a circus, even though they said zoo, but they took them to a You're circus. You're right. You're right. And I'm not a big fan of circuses. And this had like this giant mouth opening into the ring. And I think maybe it was supposed to be fun for kids, but. It didn't seem like something that would be all that fun. It looked kind of dingy. That that's my general feeling about circuses. Like there's just a vibe that's not this is not fun. And this is because I never been to one, but you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know. 
And there's that little streak in me that's part animal activist. It's like I'm rooting for for the wolf here. This would have been <laughs> it would have been better to shoot the wolf than to have the wolf living in this environment. Yeah, because they almost like are not like straight up torturing him, but they're like poking him and. Well, I just think of like small cage, and then you have all of these too. random puppet animals, like an ant eater, and there was this zebra They're, that was the like puppets were <laughs> the ant eater specifically, and then there was this other one. I don't know what it was, but there was this zebra that was kind of dancing around, and I said it went insane for it living there. Insane. And then the, <laughs> right after we said that, there was a chimpanzee that was like spazzing out, like it was having a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> so. If you watch this, I actually do recommend this version. Just cut it off at about <laughs> 20 minutes. Yeah, and we're, right now we're only halfway through this thing because it kept going. Like, that's the end like, of Peter and the Wolf. I thought maybe it was going to be like other versions where the duck comes out again. Like, if you didn't show the duck at all, if it was just like, oh, he ate the duck, that bit's over. Then, mm -hmm. But if you're going to show the duck in the wolf's stomach... And they show him again at, at the yeah, end of Yeah, and like they too. can hear the duck in there... That doesn't give you hope. That means he's still in there being digested alive. Although he was, like, floating down on, like, a little floaty raft thingy. So... Uh, I think you're just not supposed to take that too seriously, so I suppose not. I shouldn't. But, yeah, that's the thing. In my heart, the top version is still the collaborative, would you say, Eastern European one, the stop motion Yes, British, Polish, Norwegian, I believe. Bless them. Because, <laughs> yes, it's slightly disturbing, but just the creativity and the beauty and the ending, like, mm -hmm. I would watch that again. I might skip the part with the dumpster because that's kind of unsettling. <laughs> but that was so good. But this one, yeah, it's good. Just cut it off at about 20 minutes and save yourself the trouble. <laughs> And this is where it got odd because it was almost like a TV special mm -hmm. where they were, I suppose it was. I think it might have been. I, I want to say this was made by ITV, but I'm not, don't quote me on that for sure yet. I'll look it up later. And they just decided to put action to other works of Prokofiev. Yeah. But, well, but we didn't realize that going in. So we're getting no. to the end of Peter and the Wolf and it's, it's like, like, why, why are we're we only, only about halfway through? Halfway through. <laughs> Which it would have been so nice if it had been one of those videos where it's like, oh, it's over, but for some reason it's super long. Mm -hmm. But no. Then it goes into... Well, the, it's still about Peter and his grandpa, sort of. They just like recycled it, the characters. Yeah. They follow them back to their house and then... They're in their house, and now it's winter for some reason. And Peter looks out the window, and there's all these people outside playing instruments. And, and then he shows his grandpa, and then there's no no dialogue in here. Sting is, doesn't come back. Yeah, like you, no. you see the puppet a couple more times, but he doesn't say anything. This part I think is just explain. I think this part is just supposed to be more serious. Like the grandpa is remembering his childhood or something. Something And like then it's that. almost like the people playing the instruments were a figment of his imagination. Except they both could see them. But then they disappeared. Like, vanished. And that's when I said Peter isn't real. <laughs> 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 Peter's just him as a child. I don't know. Yeah. Crazy were... old man living in the woods with his memories. Poor fellow. 
Yeah, there are all these weird scenes around their house, and then I don't remember what happens, but now they're in a different location. And I didn't like, when he's remembering, it was almost like they were showing, it's supposed to be, some. what was the title? Something about Hebrew... Overture on Hebrew Themes is the title of the music and piece. And it's like he's remembering, or they're also watching film reel, I believe. Yeah. Okay. And some of it looked vintage. I'm fine with that, like bring out some historical stuff. But then some of it looked like they had just made it up but made it black and white. Mm -hmm. And it's like, come on, be hardcore here. I. <laughs> but also give us some context because we have no idea what we're watching. <sighs> okay, but this is nothing compared to what you're about <laughs> to hopefully not watch. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want, like, an acid trip without taking any drugs, then you could watch the next part, because I I don't know what happened. Peter went into this room, and it looked like some sort of a cult. <laughs> this is worthy, probably, this might be worthy of the 1930s Alice to be placed side by side. Maybe in terms of weirdness, but yeah. See... I really needed some more context here because there's supposed to be famous composers around a dinner table, like a fancy uh, yeah. dinner party. And on. they have like these old kerchiefs or something that look like kind of like cobwebs. Yeah, but it's like draped over them. So it's almost like some sort of weird cult because they're all sitting around the table with these hoods. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not hoods. It just kind of looks like it at first and you don't know what's going on. And then they somewhere in there they transform into puppets. And it, what was Well, I it? think they always were puppets. Somebody comes in and takes off the hood things from each one and it's a puppet underneath. Really? Yeah, I think I thought, so. I thought there were people at first. Anyway, it's supposed to be, they, they titled it something like Peter's Discovery. Yeah. Which, this was somebody's imagination. And I just, <laughs> I needed more context going into this. And it's like they're, they're poking fun, basically. It's maybe how seriously a little boy would take classical composers. I don't know. Because somewhere in there, there's a food fight. And there are all of these portraits on the wall portraits that look like the puppet people like yes exaggerated characters but of not people. serious like one of them i think maybe has like a little oh like plunger type arrow on his forehead oh, yeah. and what was it wailing children or something <laughs> and i'm pretty sure mozart was on a chamber pot which <laughs> If you were already turned off of this segment, like for me, like, no, not coming back. <laughs> Ironically, Mozart might have greatly approved of this <laughs> because he loved dirty humor. <laughs> like, that's, this is a whole nother ramble. You think Mozart, oh, he's so dignified, so beautiful. Don't go to the Wikipedia page. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He had a toilet mind. <laughs> so inappropriate. Like beyond potty jokes, but yes. <laughs> There's my homeschool answer. Just don't even <laughs> just don't even go to the Mozart Wikipedia page. Go to some classical website that's going to talk about how amazing and genius he was without <laughs> his smutty personal sense of humor. 
Or you could watch this and find out how he had this weird computer thing that he played with. Oh, yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. Uh, we're just, I'm just assuming that that was Mozart. I don't actually know. Yeah, we're not 100% sure of who most of these puppets are. This one, he was the best looking puppet out of the lot. Yeah. The one that we think is Mozart, for some reason, had a giant computer set up. Like an old... Not like a personal desktop computer. This was it was probably so it was, it was probably thing. supposed to be like a recording studio or something. Maybe, yeah. Either way, it was strange that he had that, and he was in a different room than all the other puppets too. Well, he was at the dinner table as well. It was like he took him aside. It was like they were. I think they were just trying to be playful, <laughs> like <laughs> between the food fight and the portraits and the recording studio. Or whatever that was supposed to be. And oh, and I, th- I have to mention this too. Throughout this whole thing, there's all these dancers and people playing music dressed in, like, I don't even know what the costume is called. It's from a specific period in history. Like 1700s. Yeah. But it's with like a, there's a, a the very pow- specific look. They yeah, have powdered like what, wigs and masks. And also potentially things lodged in the powdered wigs. I think I saw some violins, which was... Which the people of that era would also approve of. Mm-hmm. But th- they reminded me, if you've, if you've watched oh, Doctor yes. Who, they reminded me of the episode with the clockwork droids that are dressed in that specific and costume. They, and they moved. They like even had a setup where I think it was supposed to be like an old European clock with the moving figures. Yeah. And so they were mimicking those movements. And this was in 93. And the episode that he's talking about was like early 2000s. Yeah. So somebody probably watched this in Britain and was like, I can do something with this. I would love it if that's the case. If, I, that's, if this inspired I wouldn't be that, surprised. that's amazing. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, or maybe, yeah, maybe they were 10 years old or something and they were watching that. And Yeah, who knows? So this was strange and I was so ready to be done. So ready. Yeah, um, this, this whole scene lasts... For most of the rest of the film, and I don't remember, I don't know what was going on. Every once (laughs) in a while, this this happens. It could be a dance sequence in a 1950s film. It could be the elephants on Dumbo. Sometimes somebody wants to have a flight of their imagination, and they probably have enjoyed themselves, and maybe other people enjoy that too. It's just me, but... I came here to watch Peter and the Wolf, not all of this other stuff. Yeah, we had no idea what we were getting into. (laughs) Yes. So, maybe if you're a British person, this would resonate with you. Or, I don't know. I don't know. It just, (laughs) it wasn't my thing. Sorry, creators. Don't don't put a famous composer on a chamber pot. Just don't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I will repeat myself once more for the third time or whatever. Just cut it off at about 20 minutes and you'll walk away having had a good time and you can do something else with your life, like bake a cake or learn a fifth language or whatever it is that you do. Yeah, that's basically the end it kind of just ended there was no resolution nothing to explain what we've just watched 
I really wish Sting would have kept talking so we could know what was going on. At least we could have had the pleasure of the Sting puppet. They did a good job on him. Yeah. But yeah, that's basically the end. The only thing that happened after that was over the credits. You can oh, see them yeah. dismantling the set well, with the, with the some, clockwork dancers in the background dancing. At some point, it was like they had little vignettes of you know people coming up because they had played a certain part. And I figured we were getting mm, to the end. Yeah. And, and I don't know, somewhere in there, I'm like, yay, it's ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Started so well, ended so badly. Ah, oh, it happens. You have, well, we're here to help you. Now you know. <laughs> Take this as either a warning or, if you like that kind of thing, a recommendation. Because <laughs> mm. this, this definitely could serve as both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something for everyone. <laughs> okay. Until the next weird movie. TV special from the 90s. I appreciated that it was from the 90s, and I appreciated the line of static that crept down the screen partway in, because these are the nostalgic moments here. Yes, I think this was a VHS rip, because I don't know where I would find this. I found this on YouTube to begin with. I don't know where I would watch it. You don't get to see those lines of static every day, so we need to count our blessings. <laughs> That's a really random takeaway from this, but okay. If you're long, if you're if you need a little nostalgic moment, oh, or you could just get an old VHS and burn part of it and stick it in and see what happens. <laughs> see what kind of blurby dialogue you get. Anyway, anyway, until the next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>Thanks for listening to this episode of Every Version Ever. If you like what you've heard, make sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform or to the Every Version Ever YouTube channel. Make sure to follow my co-hosts as well. Any relevant links will be in the description for easy access. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode, so thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.